Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Kitabi Karwan podcast. Today we have with us Ashwini Ayer Tiwari, the celebrated filmmaker, producer and now a writer as well. Ashwini has not only made some of my favorite films such as Bareilly Ki Barfi, but has also directed some critically acclaimed works such as Panga and of course Nilbatte Sanata. A couple of years ago she forayed into the beautiful world of writing by publishing her first book Mapping Love. And today we talked to her about well let's not give a lot of it away but the journey of a creator who creates across mediums and the importance of writing and in fact reading in her beautiful world let's jump right in hi ashwini welcome to the kitabi karwan podcast i'm really really glad to have you on uh, not just as an author but also because you've made one of my uh, the film that i've loved recent over the past 5 6 years uh bareilly ki barfi which is something really close to my heart i absolutely loved that movie and i absolutely loved your book uh especially i think the uh, name of your character urja it kind of really i don't know there's no particular reason that i can even come up with it just was a very appealing uh, especially the diff- slightly different spe- spelling that you added to it uh but you know something that i realized i was talking to a few of my friends who were also fans of cinema particularly bollywood cinema and uh, reading as well and they were slightly surprised uh, at the fact that you know a director also was writing a book when it kind of popped up so which actually got me thinking right because i mean at the end of it cinema and writing are just two different art forms expressed in two different ways but somehow there's always this apprehension or this i don't know idea that one medium won't be able to be replicated in the other which i perceive and feel so but what's your take on this do you think that did you face this block when you were going ahead with this thing or did you feel that i mean it just felt like a natural flow from one to the other I feel that any creator who wants to express their ideas and thoughts into any medium can do uh uh can um, literally have a, a say on what kind of story do they want to say in which medium they want to say it. Uh not every director is a writer not every writer is a director and there are writers and directors and there are also artists who are directors like painters and there are uh, uh there are uh, creators who also who are directors and vice versa so a creative person there are music directors who are directors and editors who are directors and um you know it can just go on and on so i think it would be very unfair for all of us uh to you know uh, stagnate the process of a creator by putting uh, self imposed thoughts in ourselves that we can only do so much and if this is something right. which we've done which means we cannot be writing or we cannot be directing i know a right. lot of novelists who have written books and now who want to direct mm-hmm. uh, and uh, who also want to write a screenplay maybe the method of writing is different Mm-hmm. but the process of creating a story is the same so yeah. uh, for me that is what gives me joy and of course you have your trial and errors and there is something about learning and uh, for me mm-hmm. i feel that i'm a forever learner so even if i've made 10 films uh, for me my 11th film will be like oh my god you know i need to start from the beginning i need to learn i need to yeah. i need to do my research work i need to um, i need to have my process ready for every creator uh, i do feel that uh, the it's not it's not what you're saying it is how you're saying it and for me that is very important is because every medium is different so mm-hmm. when you're writing a screenplay you are writing what you're saying mm-hmm. uh but the story is the same the beats are the same right. and you write it in limited words with with only writing beats of what you're going to be seeing 
on a on in the theaters but when you're writing a novel you're writing to feel right and what happens is that uh, and again uh there is individual uh, reading there is individual viewing and there is collective viewing mm-hmm. uh, right now with the uh, with the uh, ott platforms coming in it is a lot of individual viewing also right. so what you see and what you take will be very different than what i see and what i take a book mm-hmm. is very similar is that when you are reading you are feeling some thought and something you will resonate with Uh, which is like one of the first few points which you which you said uh, was the name urja mm-hmm. and this is a very new uh, perspective for me is because not many people have actually spoken about the name urja and anang and i had put in a lot of effort on why i kept her name urja and why i kept his name anang is mm-hmm. because uh, urja means fire urja means a lot of energy mm-hmm. and uh, the energy in her had to be had to be disposed somewhere in some form of what was going through her as a as a person as as in with her relationship with her mother her relationship with her father her relationship with the many uh, boy uh, guys she had in her life and also her relationship with life itself so mm-hmm. for me those things uh, mattered a lot and also her journey from one place to the other and and then when she meets anang what is her thought of expression what is what is she going to say so for me uh, in any of my movies also what mm-hmm. name i give to my characters is something is which is very important uh, it just that in uh, here uh, when i was writing mapping love it was a pure uh, the journey of writing a novel is far more different than uh, the journey of writing a screenplay is because uh, i do feel screenplay is still uh, you write and then it is a lot more uh, a lot more collective mm-hmm. there are a lot more people involved right. uh, uh, for, uh, to have a very subjective and concrete point of view on what we write is because uh, your uh, three act uh, will be the same but still you know how you write right. it what you do how are we jumping from one scene to the other is very important but in a in a novel the beauty of a writing a novel is that mm-hmm. uh, you can jump from anywhere to anywhere and it is purely your writing right. it is you it is your responsible till the end um your publisher is there your publisher helps you uh, your editor helps you to navigate your thought process right uh, they help you uh, give you the right uh, feedback mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it is you who, it is you who are writing and it is your thought process and it is what you right. are feeling Right. uh and that feeling across the pages uh, you will like one page and you will like a word from one page and maybe like some sentences some per one page and right. i may just oversee that and i may like something else um and uh, even if i do not i have a beginning and i have a end and there's no middle anywhere mm-hmm. and the middle has gone somewhere else till the time you justify your writing right. in your novel and you know exactly what you want to do uh, the end uh, of objective of each of your mediums uh, has to be known correctly then a writer right. can uh, and i would say not a writer i think we should just term all ourselves as creators because you right. love movies you watch bareilly ki barfi you said that it was one of your favorite films now as right. a creator as someone who is interested in books you have a part of you which is a creator and i right. feel all creators can dabble into all kinds of mediums Absolutely. and it is very important to to explore that mm-hmm. uh, explore at least once in your lifetime and maybe it will work 
maybe you will fail maybe uh, uh, i i always got into the intent of writing a book is because i always wanted to write a book i also remember that when i used to write screen right. and the story line i used to write it like a novel and i was stoked right. you know can you like just keep it to the point to the point like because because your screenplay is going to 125 pages and you can right. you do a count, count on fdx you do literally a count of the pages and right. you know how many minutes is going to be each scene and when you're doing that calculations like ashwini i think your screenplays are too long <laughs> i explain everything and right. that kind of realizes that beauty and that joy you get in when you're writing a book right uh, but uh, the the medium of writing a screenplay is very different is because what cloche is going to wear he's going to wear a what what process is already always going to be seen it's not right. going to be um uh, uh and uh, when you when you see the really the masters of filmmaking like satyajit ray mm-hmm. he was a very good artist he was an ex advertising person and he was a very good artist he used to illustrate his storyboards and he used right. to see uh films through the a uh, point of view of art and uh, so you know his cinematography the way he looked at things the way he looked at beauty in his characters was his eye right wait so, but so, but ashwini i had i actually had a uh, question on this right the fact that i mean this is i'm you know very uh, surprised to hear this uh, uh, this confession if i may that you always wanted to write a book right and i mean i get it i mean every author always wants to but and this interesting bit that you pointed out that we should be looking at uh, let's say all artists as creators like not as writers directors uh, and their individual silos in which we might classify them which is true which i agree to this point but then i think we do reach a question wherein a question must be asked how does a creator decide which medium is the best one to express it as right you you mentioned you write screen you've written screen screenplays which read like novels right that two uh detailed like just as a book is right you can take three pages to kind of set the scene you know what you're smelling and what you're looking at and how the flowers are and how the sky is while in a screenplay it's like required to be a little to the point and i mean i and you fairly point out with an ott there's this element of individual viewing but rather most largely till uh, well till like a few years ago before ott took off it was a collective viewing experience which you kind of had to be taken into account for I mean, if I could sum it up in one question, like why was Nil Bhatte Sanata a uh, a movie and not a novel, right? Why would that? Uh, how how does that distinction click in your head? That you know, when you're you have an idea as a creator, and okay, so how do you kind of go ahead? Okay, I'm going to make a movie out of this, or a short film out of this, or I'm going to write a novel or a short story. How does that work? So Nil Bhatte Sanata was always a movie, and also uh, right. uh, I think I like I'm going back to a question. Uh, a question which you said before is mm-hmm. that as creators yes we are creators but we need to know how good we are at whatever we do mm-hmm. uh, i uh, i am i have written screenplays but in screenplays you do, the language of writing is not as important okay as a novel and i was not sure about myself about my language and uh, the kind of uh, prose or the confidence actually to to write a novel it's it's not uh, an easy process especially right. writing a fiction and mm-hmm. uh, i've always learned that whatever whatever i do i need to make sure that if i'm not uh, very good i at least be good at it 
you are not very sure about it for just for having a tag that you have written a novel doesn't work for me so yeah. these are all things which you explore you evolve with time you evolve with maturity and uh, mapping love was something which i felt that can be written into a book and now who knows i'll make it into a film so right. uh, and that would be nice I, and maybe i would not write the screenplay because uh, because a kind of uh, comments which i had got uh, when the book was getting um, uh, uh, we had book critics and even uh, cinema critics who were who were reviewing the book reviewers uh, it said that it would be a damn good film right and i never I thought agree. of it that way <laughs> i never thought of it that way uh, maybe why is because a sense of my film making style and uh, cinematically what i look at was uh, was explained in a way in the book so you could actually visualize uh right. the place you could actually visualize uh, who these two characters are uh, but of course it has to be written very differently and uh, would i write if i have to write a screenplay and if i make a movie of mapping love would i write the screenplay i'm not sure about it mm-hmm. maybe right. i will ask someone else who would be really good at it to attempt it is because uh, because i'm still looking at it as a as a book and that's why i think most of uh, most of us who who are avid readers and who are also avid cinema watchers uh, ha- always have this uh, point of view when a book is made into a film and when exactly a, what is going to get uh, and so we have help which is a great book and it was also a film mm-hmm. have uh, uh, so many other books like that we have wild right. which is a book and is also right. made into a film and right. uh, when we read and when we understand and we see the whole world and then when we go into a movie and when we see that it's like completely different right but that's why the medium is different and that's why we say that you know you need to just make sure right. that what is your medium and what are you working for so maybe right. a lot of things from the book uh, of what i've written in mapping love would not be a part of uh, the movie right this, but uh, right. but ashwini that's a very interesting point that you brought up because that was actually what i was getting at it some so one of the interesting things that happens is as to each medium their own right what i personally believe like i am a huge fan of uh, bollywood cinema and reading as well what i personally feel is that a book kind of gives you the luxury of kind of exploring more senses and engaging with let's say if you're a creator with the person you're presenting your art to i mean for example you could you know engage the person's ten- sense of smell sense of how their skin like you know you can describe it can be a lot more descriptive as opposed to a movie which is well like a visual medium is very powerful impactful but then i i i mean i don't know you would know this much better than i do say if you have to communicate smell right how do you communicate a scent or whether it's a good one or a bad one through cinema right and you gave an example of help and i'm sure there are like a bunch of other uh movies who are which are you know book adaptation and which did really well some like lord of the rings comes to mind like a fantastic yeah, a adaptation right? we have a whole lot of books right really but, but simultaneously there's also yeah <laughs> but simul exactly harry potter like if as you're a if you're a harry potter fan you would know this exactly right i mean there is a great class of movies which are well adapted and then there are movies which you know evoke really strong emotions among uh, loyalists to the books some like if you have read the harry potter series and like it uh, when the goblet of fire harry potter's name comes out of it and like the book reads dumbledore announced uh, like the literal sentence is harry potter dumbledore said calm calmly and the movie depiction has uh, dumbledore you know thundering and like shouting harry potter and being very aggressive 
with uh, Harry, right? And I'm sure that's a creative choice that was made. My, well, instead of ambling, I'll come to the point that it's, I mean, it's a very difficult thing to do. And you I mean, you very aptly put it that you might want someone else to do the screenplay of Mapping Love if it goes down that route. But do you think, A, to begin with, are adaptations from one form to the other? I mean, the, the other forms also picked up over the past decade or two, wherein you have like, you know, Sto- books based on movies that have come out like narrative forms or like books inspired from it do you think art in itself like you know the ideas or the creations are can switch art uh, mediums is it a fair thing to put that burden to begin with do you think it's a or do you think it's a futile process to kind of because you you yourself mentioned like sometimes you feel like a creative thought that you have it needs to be in a particular medium so are we doing it a disservice by kind of saying that it can possibly be in another medium as well? Or do you think it's a fair, fluid form of transforming from one to the other? I think it's a very fair, fluid form transferring from one form to the other is because, uh, like I said before, it's very important to know what your objective is with mm-hmm. an idea. And uh, it's also important to know that how does the how does the idea f- lend itself into the medium in which we would really want to write, whether it's a novel or whether we want to write it for a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Mapping Love was a book where we could really clearly see it as a screenplay, right. uh, as something which is there. But uh, maybe my next book, Man Made Matters, would not give me that aspect. And, and not all books are made into movies. Mm-hmm. There are some books which are purely written only for the joy of reading right. a novel. And I think that is that is that is pure joy. The books and the books which can be uh, made into a film uh, may sometimes uh, do justice to it, or sometimes may not do justice to it. Right. So Sally Rooney's books have been made into a into a movie, into mm-hmm. a web series. Web series. Normal yeah. people, a conversation with friends was mm-hmm. made into a web series. Uh, Normal people was made. I personally. I feel that the uh, I read the book and I could I could engage with the book more mm-hmm. and not so much with the, what I saw. So, but that's my personal choice, and right. uh, I may be completely wrong about it. It is about what you are uh, reading and what you are adapting in, into a movie, uh, and that's a it's an ongoing debate for everyone. Is because right. uh, everyone has a different point of view but the ones who have not read anything and just goes and watches the movie will have a very different right. perspective of uh, it's a very right. it's a like it's a community based thing right that right. Um, the ones there are people who there are a lot of filmmakers and a lot of mm-hmm. movie goers who do not read books right although i would love to encourage the idea of reading books every day right. Right. but there are people who do not read books so then how do you justify that so i think it's a right. very fluid but, but Ashwini, do you think uh, like a very cliche... Sorry, I'm going to cut you here. Just to complete my thought process is that what about audiobooks? What about uh, talking books, you know? Right. So uh, that itself is a medium, a different medium right now that people who mm-hmm. do not have uh, the patience to read a book or have some issues reading a book because of eyesight mm-hmm. and everything... Um, are now getting into reading, uh, getting right. into reading audio, and podcasts are the next new big thing. So right. how do you justify that? I can make uh, mapping love podcast also tomorrow, if I want to. Right. right. But uh, so like my question was, 
I mean, do you think the cliched ship of thesis argument plays into this? That I mean, obviously, I as as much as I would agree with say you saying that you know it's a fluid transformation from one medium to the other, but I mean, it it be kind of unfair to argue that there's maybe there's the essence retains and something's changed in the when this change occurs from one medium to the other, right? But then, how much of a change can we say is fair till the point? that it's a completely different piece of art altogether right like you mentioned there would be people who haven't read the book who go watch a movie or and they enjoy the movie or have a certain take away from it right do you and because of the very unique nature in which art is perceived by every individual even when it's a community viewing right do you think that what we're actually end up looking at is every it's not just one piece of art being viewed by millions but just million pieces of arts being individually sub taken in by people and every time we change over from a medium to the other you're essentially not replicating it but creating a different new form of art yes of course why not and also why not uh, the thing is that when you're adapting a book the reason why you're adapting a book is because you are finding a core idea interesting and therefore you're adapting the book right. for example bareilly ki barfi was adapted from this from this french book called ingredients of love and but the one line idea of the whole book was really nice and uh, and it was about mistaken identity and i think it was a very important line but but we felt that that was very important it was set in paris everything was very very different but we adapted it into the indian sentiments and changed the whole thing it was just that one thought that one line idea right but we still got the rights of the book and we adapted it into into uh, our uh, form of storytelling Mm-hmm. so it is a uh, very fair uh, that we without losing the core of the idea of a book and therefore mm-hmm. right now there are many novelists who also want to write screenplays i meet so many writers who are novelists mm-hmm. and who who come to me with their books and they say that can we adapt it into a film and and it also imagine the amount of storytellers we would have so basically i have so many storytellers so many novelists who have written books and who want to uh, make them into movies and they are ready to even write the screenplay Mm-hmm. and some are really good and would want to write the screenplay on their own some don't mind assisting and you know uh, uh, writing in a group but the idea is to see as many stories as we can put it out there so i think it's very important to make sure that we as creators in a position to look at good ideas uh, always need to keep in mind that the story ideas can come from anywhere mm-hmm. Right. sometimes it comes from an article sometimes it comes from a book sometimes it comes from a conversations but we have to keep our eyes and ears open and the more and more storytellers we have the more and more ideas are going to get evolved and it is very important that we encourage as people as creators who read books who understand the medium well to see what is the possibility of it to go into movies and and if if that writer gets a chance to even write a screenplay so yeah. i i think that is it is it is a very uh, it's almost like a chain reaction and it is also community building and i think that is very important is because today there there will be one story which is uh, written in marathi mm-hmm. and i know how to read marathi but there will be a lot of other people who would have not even read that book is because they do not know how to read the language mm-hmm. but that book has been translated into english and there are thousands of people reading that book now right or bengali or marathi or oriya so i think it's the way everyone is making sure so when i read that book in english mm-hmm. 
something about that book which i really like yeah. which i would have never read if it was in another language because i don't understand the language to read and right. when i read it in english i feel that oh my god this is something which i can really adapt into a movie is because this is something which people need to know right. your objective and what your purpose is, is if it that is very clear so imagine one story of a person who has written it in a language which which people who are not uh, associated with the language doesn't understand but that is written in a convert it's, it's been translated into a language right. which can be understood and then right. just people like you and me isn't right. that beautiful yeah it is it absolutely is and on screen you just see adapted from the book right correct and it is so nice to even see right now even in all the big award function award uh, Uh, categories across the world there is a there's a separate section called adapted screenplay yes that's there's a reason right. why it is called adapted <laughs> so yeah uh, so ashwini it's actually great that you mentioned this idea uh, well that you can get ideas from everywhere because that kind of leads us towards the last question towards ashwini the writer before we jump towards ashwini the reader right uh, so and it's it's actually going to be a little interesting to hear your take on it because till now i largely the people i talk to are mostly they don't engage with other mediums they are just writers maybe some work in the ad film industry here and there right what i wanted to know was what's your creative process right like because you largely i mean i know for, for a fact that you worked with non fiction in movies as well like when you're making documentaries or short films but as far as i'm aware uh, in terms of penning down a book the mapping loves the only fiction book that you penned down so i mean i do understand as a distinction when it comes to you know people creating fiction versus non fiction non fiction is a more structured researched approach right but within fiction mostly i've heard people are divided largely into two schools there one who are you know fans of the structured approach that you know i'll get up in the morning like 6 to 8 i'll sit and write and i need my space i need clarity and everything good kudos to that and then there's one of those which whom i call the hemingway types right like you know they let the pen flow and like whenever inspiration strikes them whether it's 3 in the morning or they have to get up and you just need to let it flow out of you so who is like what's your style of working and why do you think uh you end up doing why does it work for you like are you one of those impulsive people like you know you have an idea you just need to write it down you read, read an article you just put it down somewhere or is it just okay i'll wake up go to my desk at 10 o'clock in the morning and like start researching and writing or whatever however it goes okay so one of my favorite uh, time is basically uh, to when i whenever i pick up a book mm-hmm. uh, doesn't matter all the famous writers or whether famous or not famous it's mm-hmm. destiny and some people are not famous but their books are really good right. so uh, so i am very i'm a very curious person about how people write and how people create okay just, uh, this i think today in the morning i was just looking at some artist studio how how they have the artist and you know how artists paint and what is their daily schedule like in the moma site mm. so i think for me those things are very very important so for me um uh so when uh, i usually go and say before writing a before reading a book actually first the first thing when i'm when i'm reading a book and then i'll go back to my thing the first thing when i read a book is i go to really the back and i go to the back and i read the thank you right okay for me that is very important that uh, that what is the thought process of the writer who has been writing this book for years and you know finally reads it out so i read the thank you i see the acknowledgments first right and after i see the acknowledgments i go 
to uh, online and i just see writing routine of this <laughs> that gives me i really like that i yeah. saw you that yeah. uh, so whether it is uh, chitra divakarani ji or you know it is sally rooney or it is recently i just went uh, daniel steel i i was yeah. seeing you know how she writes and uh, what's her routine like and then you have of course have the uh, the best authors uh, in the world there uh, right that book right the schedule the routine of the best writers the have, uh, or whether it is anyone so um, uh, who i was reading recently some book i picked up and it uh, there of course murakami is always right. there murakami has written a whole book book about <laughs> yeah so i i would really recommend if everyone hearing this uh this re- recording today uh, i would really recommend for all writers and creators doesn't matter even if you're a writer or not a writer to read murakami's how to become a novelist book i think it is one of the best books i bought almost like 10 15 books and i've given it to all my friends who are writers directors right. uh i've just gifted them is because uh, I think it's one book which everyone should just read. It is uh, it is so so beautiful. Right. Uh, so Murakami in that writes, you know, how does he write and what does he do and uh, uh, and what are his quirks in terms of <laughs> his writing and what he doesn't like and what he likes. So I'm a big fan of Murakami. So for but although I cannot follow his 365 days year when he started writing a book to say that it's going to be like uh, morning nine six o'clock and then. <laughs> the run then coming back and then working yeah. but it's very nice to know how people write the different mm-hmm. ways which people write and sometimes it's very surprising also is because uh, you think that you know you you have to, you're writing continuously but there are a lot of novelists who are also professors who are also parents who are also have other jobs to do and are still writing so right. i'm also very curious to know is because how do they mm-hmm. so much right like this i read this uh, author whose book i really like it is uh, everywhere everywhere uh, sorry what is that that gamer the two gamers who fall in love with each other two gamers who fall in love with each other everywhere everywhere something it's i forgot everything it. everywhere all at once that but that's no, a movie that's a movie you know no, yeah no. <laughs> yeah I'm... i'll tell you i'll tell okay. you yeah, yeah i'll tell you at the end maybe we'll just yeah. it again so uh, so yeah if you ask me my routine um there are days when i just cannot write right and there are days when i will suddenly get up and i'll feel like oh my god now i need to write <laughs> uh there are days when i will uh, when i'm traveling i would uh, just type something on my phone right uh but uh, mostly if i have anything i just write it in my uh, book i have a diary i have like book for every, uh, every i think i have books for everything so one movie i have one book if i have <laughs> an idea i have one book i have now a book for my uh, next book so basically mm-hmm. i have i have books for everything but uh, and that's why my bag is always heavy is because i carry three four books at one time <laughs> not knowing that when am i going to <laughs> what is going to happen but sometimes i do see we all don't have the luxury to just give our 100% of completely devoted to the book uh and let's be honest about it there are a lot of other 
uh, things we need to do and also other distractions which are which i have uh, for me i have realized at the moment i completely say that okay now uh, i'm going to start writing then i really need to switch off from everything i right. cannot have even like an ounce of even if it is 2 hours or 3 hours uh, i need to be completely off everything which means right. even like tell my family and i need to tell my friends and uh, my uh, co-workers that you know i'm not available for the next 2 3 hours so to not call me that right. happens also when we're writing a screenplay it's very clear that i tell in the office also writing dnd okay because no, what happens is that the moment one thought starts in then you're already there and i also try finishing all my errands when i start writing i think that's because i i am a, a mother and i have like 10000 other things happening <laughs> so i always because the, i have realized this and this has happened i don't know how many times the moment i start writing there would be like can we order <laughs> something can this happen <laughs> this some bill has to come some sabji wala has to be paid it only happens when i'm writing before that nothing so basically so for me it is about that uh but yes i do take what happens is that for me when i'm writing i start growing the idea in my head for a very right. very uh right. and uh, i keep writing notes i'm right. a very writing note very old school i keep writing my notes my pen all has to be well like very correct and everything and once right. i finish that mm-hmm. uh, then i directly get on to the laptop because i just feel right. that you can't keep writing and writing and writing and editing it doesn't uh, then my thoughts start flowing when i'm when i'm writing when i'm typing right uh, and that time when i know that this is the brim this mm-hmm. is this is now you have to write then my schedule is very i'm a super disciplined person so then right. if you know that i need my my day starts by 10 o'clock and i don't i'm not a morning person or a really late night person or nothing like that but right. i keep my own discipline so if i know that i have to leave i have my my yoga and my everything and my other things which i need to take care of my health also mm-hmm. at the same time so then i make sure that i get up in the morning and i write and mm-hmm. then i go and do everything else right or i finish everything and then go uh actually i'll, I'll go to an a cafe and like you know switch off my phone and just write for 2 hours and then right. go back home or i'll write late in the night but not very late in the night i'm not a uh, i if if i have a chance i'll just sleep at like 10 o'clock and wake up the next day at 10 o'clock so <laughs> <laughs> but you know ashwini i was so glad to hear the start of your answer and also the rest but like super glad to hear the first bit because that's largely the reason why this podcast was born okay like as an avid reader i am exactly like you in that sense that when i read a novel like i'm very curious to know about the author like because that changes the way i'm perceiving the novel and like now over the past 5 7 years it started perceiving the way i'm actually viewing a film also right like i mean what is uh, you know where the director's coming from what's the uh, you know this is you know this script writer i read this about him or her you know this is their journey and that's that's something that reflects in the uh, work that they're doing and same for novels and novelists and largely it came from that there were a lot of authors who i liked who my kunt when i googled what their writing schedule or uh, uh, life is about i couldn't find much and that's how i ended up making the podcast and it's it's very heartening to hear all of this right because i think as and because a lot of my listeners are not just like readers but also aspiring writers and i think it's very heartwarming to kind of hear that you know there's 
I mean, as disciplined as you get when you have uh, the ideas, they're also an acknowledgement of these practical difficulties that you face in life and the fact that you have other things to do and there are other things that will run into it. It kind of, you know, because as ordinary human beings, we always tend to glorify our heroes or people we look up to or people, you know, at least even in professionally, you know, like someone who's, you're successful in, as a creator, you're quite successful. So anyone who's aspiring to be a creator, whether it's a director or a writer, always have oh you know maybe Ashwini ma'am's always you know she has such great movies and how does she do it and it's I think really heartwarming to realize that she you have the same struggles as every other person does right so I think that is a very uh interesting thing to know about and writer always but I think I'm going to take a step back and I just want to ask you a few questions about you as a reader right because I from the conversation it kind of reaffirms my really long-held belief that most writers and most creators for that matter have like uh kind of trace their creativity back to books or like at least some other art form which this thing right but for art writers I think it's you know kind of like practice to read books the more books you read the better you are get at your craft it's kind of honing your skills yeah. right so uh I, I mean, I know it's a, I can fairly assume, but I still want to ask the question. Uh, I'm a, you, uh, you are a voracious reader, I'm guessing. But uh, how did you get into reading? Well, if you could t- take us through that journey, were your parents, uh, were you always like a avid reader as a kid or did your parents kind of get you into reading? And how did this evolution happen? So uh, both my parents, uh, my mother's a teacher. She was a principal of a school. My father was a professor of plant pathology. He done, mm-hmm. did his PhD. So uh, reading was always a very good habit at home, but uh, right. I would say that it was it would have not been like uh, you know that we always obviously you don't have that kind of money to just go and keep buying books. So that we used to go to the Radhiwala and pick up the you know the second hand mm. books which would come with someone else's sold and then you buy yeah. it and read it. Uh, but my uh, my uh, my yes, we have been a family. Uh, actually, I owe this to my uh, my mother's older sister. Uh, my masi my aunt mm. who was an avid reader and she introduced me to readers digest i think at that point of time okay. uh, i'm way older now uh, and uh, at that i think this is in the in the 80s where she introduced me uh, to readers digest where it had this foreign one volumes and you had different stories there and then you had the american short stories because i think that was what it was and then of course you had your tinkle champak and all but those were different stories altogether but yes we did have that after that, I think uh, when when you get into college and I'm from Sophia Polytechnic, I did my art direction from there, commercial arts. Mm-hmm. So th- that story and reading just becomes a habit there is because you d- do need to uh, uh, go into the library and keep picking up books and seeing what is there. The actual reading habit picked up actually when I was in Sophia Polytechnic and not before that is because... Mm-hmm. Um, peer, uh, peer groups, what happens, how everyone functions, that itself becomes like a huge uh, definition of how you form. Um, right. in your and I think I'm in, inculcating, the, inculcating the same habit in my in my children also, uh, where I, where uh, uh, my um, my son likes books which are way different than what my daughter likes, uh, but uh, right. he likes more graphic novels. He likes more a uh, more. Uh, th- uh, reading which is like quick uh, whereas my daughter loves her Harry Potters and she'll keep reading reading watching the movie again reading the book and it just goes on and right. on but I think it's up to us on how we put in the idea of reading is necessary for everyone 
and also reading any kind so uh, then internet happened then you start subscribing for all these uh, magazines i still remember there was this, like this lit- there's this one magazine called the little magazine which okay. used to be they were just published and okay. we uh, i used to order that and it was nice to just keep reading and seeing the different kinds of stories which used to come from various different writers and authors um of course it was all the uh, names which we all of us know about and that's the books we used to read but then the more and more uh, you get evolved and involved and it also uh, and that's stepping back to just recently i just gone to kitab khana in bombay mm, right uh and also it was it was very beautiful is because my daughter told me that i need to go to a bookstore to go to a bookstore please take me <laughs> so i went with her to kitab khana because i feel that's a very beautiful bookstore it is and um, obviously as a as a storyteller as you kind of observe things and i see three old people mm-hmm. in the 70s uh who are discussing books which is of a translation okay and they are discussing that you know oh have you read this thing or oh, have you read this uh though this is something which i really like i think next one you should pick up is this these are kind of conversation this is from an old group right. the other group is youngsters right. who are standing and discussing all the new ones you know right. which have come in and uh, discussing whether they should first buy the volume 2 and then go to volume 1 or first issue by volume 1 and then go to volume 2 and 3 and 4 right i like that i like the ha- idea of seeing the youngsters of our country interested in reading books and i think it is very very important that people like you and some of people like me start start really encouraging the idea of having book clubs for teenagers having book clubs for young right. adults because uh because we as adults now think that you know we don't have the time who would want to be like discussing books but right. uh, it's very important that the young youngsters of our country discuss the like we discuss movies they need to discuss books also absolutely i think uh, i think that's a very important thing that you've just pointed out because unfortunately what's i mean you know people like to demean a lot of the technological advances we made like you know that the internet's taking a lot away from us while it might be doing that it's bringing a lot to the table but one really unfortunate thing that's happened again over the past couple of decades is like it's and it's not a novel idea the fact that this the declining attention span that people have like people just don't want to put in like dedicate that amount of time to one single activity and in that sense books are the biggest losers for this in this scenario yeah. because they require that dedicated time and uh to complete the process as we might put it right and i think i think it's very very important to kind of the kind of depth that a book kind of brings to the table is something unparalleled and it and I don't just mean non fiction right i know a lot of people who say when they talk about you know you should read non fiction because it adds to your life in terms of your knowledge but i truly believe that fiction is something that sharpens you much much more than non fiction can ever do it kind of gives you a more holistic uh development but uh that actually takes me towards some of couple of my last questions for you before i let you go uh you know it's a very cliched question to ask but i'm going to try and frame it in a very different way so i am as a reader i never ask anyone for their favorite books like right? that kind of uh, 
I mean, I think that's a crime, to be honest. But what I do really would want to know is, I'm pretty sure throughout your life, there would be some books which you read, which really impacted you. They might not necessarily be like your favorite book or your go-to book, but then books that have like really changed the way you look at things or kind of your very percept- made you perceptive or changed your worldview on things or made you operate in a particular way. So would you, uh, can you share a few of those, if if any, like books uh, with us? There are a lot of, lot of books uh, and some are very right. philosophical, some are very spiritual and some are right. because uh, the writing is so good. So mm-hmm. if, I, if you ask me, which are the, I won't say there are any favorite books is because for me, it is basically depending on my mood, I go back to something which I want to just reread. Right. You know, so uh, just recently I uh, came from Kitab Khana because I love the cover so much and I love the way they have a new cover. It's a hardbound kind of thing. I picked a fountain and again. Oh, and I just wanted to read it, and I felt that you know what, so nice. You know, I'll have fountain head, and I will mm-hmm. have like it's a heart, heart right. bound, and uh, uh, and it, it and I have atlas shrugged also. So basically, right. I have books and both the books are beautiful. Right. I wanted to read fountain head purely because it is beautifully designed, and I wanted to go back to the idea of you know evolution of a person who was a very ambitious. Right. I wanted to reread in terms of why did you know, and, and write like that at that point. Mm-hmm. So it it is that. Or I love going to Murakami and I will read Kafka on the yes. show. I will read, uh, I will read Running. Mm-hmm. I, now my latest is Novelist. So basically, <laughs> going to Murakami and just, and even if I can't open the book, I would just go on to, you know, uh, online and just see some of his favorite quotes and right. just feel good about it. So uh, that is there. Uh, uh, another author whom I personal favorite is Anuradha Roy. Uh, oh my God, I yeah, love her. I really like her. I really like her. And I keep reading about her, how she writes, what does she do? What, where is, where, and of course, she stays in yeah. um, uh, Raniket. Raniket and uh, with her dogs. And uh, and when I look at her and when I look at her, I just, and I've heard too many of her uh, uh, conversations online. And mm-hmm. She is so calm and she is so, I think one very important thing as creators, uh, from especially uh, for people who are thriving to do good work, is to only keep doing good work and not worry about the results. Right. Uh, I think that is something which I have learned through years in whatever right. medium I'm working on. And it is so important to just do your best and just leave it is because... Mm. And that also Murakami says in his book, Novelist, you know, so mm. he says that where you just have to keep working because in spite of him doing like, he's one of the best writers this world has and still mm. there are so many people who will say that his book is not good. So, so, right. so you know, that's what uh, he has written in his book and I, I would really urge you to read it. Uh, but for me, uh, when I, every time I look at her, I just feel so nice. Right. Uh, and I hear her talk on things mm. uh, and her knowledge and how she writes, I think is something which I really like. Uh, the other authors, so for me, I think it's not more about the books, it's more about the authors. Okay. Uh, then I, I love Chitra Devakarani and uh, uh, for me, her writing uh, is something which is outstandingly beautiful, the way she crafts characters. Uh, so sometimes I go back to her writing, especially uh, right now. She, uh, I wrote, I have read Independence twice. Oh, 
Okay. It's because for me to go back to her characters to see why she wrote something like this and how how she literally jumped, you know, years and and what was the core of why would someone associate any reader or any any person who has nothing to do with storytelling, who has nothing to do with writing, who is not a creator, who is something completely. And um, maybe she's a homemaker, or he is a sub. He's a scientist, but still likes right. to read. Right. So, uh, Chitra's books does that to us. It gets back to a core. Uh, then, of course, I love uh, all spiritual books. For me, I mm-hmm. just picked up Ramana Maharshi's book. Uh, for me, Silence really is a book which I go back to. Uh, right now, I'm reading a book. I don't know whether you saw it on my Instagram. So, I uh, there's I have a hashtag called No Makeup Books. by mm-hmm. and I'm, the recent book which i'm continuing to read right now is because it's so so interesting is called quiet okay the idea of being quiet it's basically the whole thing of introverts extroverts and ambiverts and how people right. are and how most of the creators are actually introverts and what happens there and you know it's very interesting to know is because uh and also most of the creators after being an introvert need to be an ambivert or, or closely an extrovert is because they even have to go and sell their books or they have right. to, uh, uh, they have to be there for uh, their uh, promotion of the of their creating whatever right. they created so there's a very nice uh, um thing and also the other book which i keep going back to i bought all the books on emotional intelligence okay Uh, for me that that subject really uh, really excites me and i really like reading more on the psychology of uh, of human beings and why they behave in a certain way or uh, i think that's a core of all of us as creators right we write stories right. and of course even if you're writing history or even if you're writing something which is magic realism the core has always been uh, psychology the of of the human emotion of any character so right. me, that also excites me a lot yeah so i can read anything <laughs> ask me except horror check <laughs> it not and i kind of uh, i kind of i tried because the cover was beautiful in oxford i was i felt like i was a, i was like a part of oxford and i went and i saw some bookstores and i went and picked up a whole lot of books from there and i thought <laughs> book called ice which was really okay. the cover of the book was very nice very different very cut out kind of things so i picked it up then i got realized it's a science so, fiction oh. <laughs> yeah but i read it okay. i wanted to read it yeah. so I... you know i'm so glad that you mentioned anuradha roy and chitra banerjee because like chitra banerjee tevarkarni at least is, like a lot more people know of her work and like you know read her works but not as much as anuradha roy like i like i mean i've read almost all of uh, both in fact both of them have been on the podcast earlier but oh. uh, yeah uh, anuradha's uh, all the lies we've never lived before was uh, we've never lived sorry was something that absolutely blew me away like i mean i dread sleeping in jupiter and stuff before but it actually floored me about how perfectly how i mean you know you know one of those cliched lines this is why we read fiction at all kind of very beautifully applied there uh but we are running out of time so i'm just going to quickly uh, wrap this up right uh, so one thing which i always ask my guests right and it's a question i had mentioned to you before as well i believe that in today's day and age like writers have somewhat started becoming like thankfully so and rightfully so 
celebrities in their own right right because of how internet and social media exists that you can you know keep tab and track and like, engage with them and on top of the fact that you're a director or fairly popular one at that uh it kind of comes with its own of you know misgivings that you know a lot of your personal life is kind of exposed to people right like people get to know a lot about you but uh, i mean would you like to share like one part of you which maybe like my listeners wouldn't have heard of or my viewers wouldn't have seen wouldn't have known about you maybe a part of you that you would like to share with us which might i know just get to know you better as a writer i think one of the most important thing for me is to know when to switch off right and uh, uh, it is very important that you do not go into extremes that you are like completely isolated because you are made because of your audiences you are made because of your readers and you write mm-hmm. because you want gratification you you make movies or you create something because you want other people to see and that's mm-hmm. how uh, uh, that's how uh, you evolve as a human being as a creator uh, so one of the most important things for me it is that when i'm writing when i'm creating i need to switch off very clearly and uh, i am a mindful meditation teacher although i do not teach now but during the pandemic i was taking a lot of uh, meditation classes for my writers which actually helped them is because it i did feel that you know uh, some form of uh, meditation and uh, some form of uh, uh, collective consciousness in yourself is very important to know your core of why you are writing or creating something which you believe in mm-hmm. and uh, it is very important uh, i do feel that meditation becomes a very important part of our lives as a as a as a creator and also to you know switch off a lot of noise around you which can hamper your thought process so for me that is very important so uh, so yes i meditate every day and uh, i want to learn more about it and i can switch off also very easily so if i do not want to be on social media for some time i'm not going to be there and uh, i also uh, something which i like to do is that i every time when i'm writing mm-hmm. i want to clear off everything in my head before i start writing or before i start creating whether i'm making a movie when i start mm-hmm. or when i'm writing a book or when i'm writing a screenplay or even when i'm doing my art art i do now only because i i started off as an art director so art i do now only because you know just makes you feel very good but uh, i need to clear my head so when right. i say clear my head is basically delete all the unwanted messages <laughs> on your on your phone delete all the all the uh, all the mails which come in uh then you know unsubscribe for a lot of things which you are subscribed but then you don't need them more yeah. uh then so leo babu uh, leo babu uh, his his books really helped me a lot his writing really helps me a lot on the whole idea of mindfulness of how do you deal with your life mindfully i need my cupboards cleaned completely <laughs> like i need i i so when i when i'm writing or when i'm when i start directing i need to know exactly what is where and what is behind so that i can just concentrate on writing right. so right. for me that is very very important yeah so i like i'm a little have a little ocd with the uh, cleanliness so for me even the table has to be clean everything has to be in the right place uh and uh, the head has to be right and it it, it kind of I takes uh... and that's a process <laughs> 
No, but, but your process sounds like taking clearing your head to an all new level. Like cupboards have to be cleaned and tables. Like it's, I like the approach, but it, it actually makes sense, right? Like, I mean, if you're a person who has an OCD about this, like kind of an OCD as you phrased it, you would be distracted. It's not that thought doesn't need to run through your head when you're working. Like I like the approach that you put in there. I don't want anything to trouble me. So even if it is something which is, for example, something which I spoke to a friend and maybe that uh, he or she uh, have not answered me the question or I have not answered them. So I'll just quickly finish. Basically, <laughs> I'll just finish up all my... <laughs> it is like, you know, when you... I don't know whether you've done... And of course, I go for a silence course every year okay. to the Art of Living Ashram. So right. I go for a silence course and I think that really helps me uh, because uh, being in silence, being with your own thoughts without reading or without having any form of communication with anything else apart with your own self, I think is a very beautiful form of knowing exactly uh, where you are and, and what what is your purpose. The moment you know what your purpose of in life is, and the moment you know why are you writing this, what is your purpose? See, some will write only because they just want to have some fun and they uh, and they like writing. Uh, but most of the creators want to write or want to direct or want to create some form of art is because they have a certain vision that they do want to do this thing. Even doesn't matter even if they're fashion designers. Every creator in any form of art have some vision and therefore they make whatever they whatever they envision. Uh, it is very important for us as creators that you need to have a purpose. Like you talking to me right now, you have a purpose. Right. Of why you want to have this this uh, podcast or why you want to have this this conversation with me so i think that is very important and the moment you know what your purpose is then i think everything else just falls into place right. that was enough of gyan for today <laughs> yeah th- thank you so much ashwini for doing this this is an absolutely lovely interview i supremely enjoyed myself uh thank you for joining us on the kitabi kavan podcast we absolutely loved having you thank, thank you, so, you much. so much thank you thank you so thank much you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check us out on all our social media platforms. We are available across all podcasting platforms on YouTube, on Instagram. You can find us at the rate Kitabi Karwan on Instagram or just search Kitabi Karwan on Google or a platform of your choice and you'll find us. We carry out Instagram lives, giveaways. We talk about books. We talk to bibliophiles, talk to authors and basically try and create a reader's world through all of our platforms. Do check us out and Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Thank you.